0: Looking for Alec Pierce, come up and get it. He said. They said they needed to take shots. Desmond Ritter throws one up, and Pierce makes a play for him. Back here on the hurry up hot seat countdown, we have gone on to now number twenty one. It's the Cincinnati Bearcats, and here. Arriving into the room to discuss the Cincinnati Bearcats is Mr. Ben Kirchhoff. Ben, uh, it, it's good to talk to you again here on the, the Hurry Up Hot Seat. Let's, uh, let's jump right in on the Bearcats. We have hit multiple uh, group of five teams here in the back half of the countdown. This is the third American Athletic Conference team that we've discussed in the back half of the countdown. And for Luke Fickle, with the work that he's done at Cincinnati, uh, it would be easy to almost like, good, job well done. But there's still some some humps to overcome. They, he Luke Fickle's yet to beat Memphis. Uh, Luke Fickle still wants to capture an American Athletic Conference championship as Cincinnati is sitting here going into this season, you know, where's your confidence and where are going to be the key points if Cincinnati is going to be able to take that next step after a couple of really impressive seasons uh, under Fickle?
1: Well, back-to-back 11 win seasons, you know, 22-5 and over the last two years, they've been there, like you mentioned, real close haven't quite been able to, to get over that hump. You mentioned the losses to Memphis. I really drew the tough straw there: back-to-back uh, road trips to the Liberty Bowl, end of regular last, uh, excuse me, end of the last regular season, and then in the AAC championship game. And both losses by like 15 combined points. Rarely been outclassed. Always had a really good defense, good running game. For them, it's going to be about what kind of steps. Does uh Desmond Ritter take quarterback this year? And then also, where are they going to find the playmakers in the in the pass catching group? Their their best target, uh Josiah Deguara, third round pick, I think, for the Packers. And he was their leader with touchdowns. He had seven touchdown catches a year ago. But not just a, a great pass catcher for them, but also a really terrific athlete and a guy that they kind of moved around the field a little bit, role matchup nightmare type of dude at tight end. Uh really not a traditional tight end, but you know a guy who you kind of put in, in a bunch of different roles. So they need someone or multiple people really to step up in that regard. How's their pass protection along the offensive line? But other than that, return a bunch of production on offense, uh, even more so on defense. And I think that side of the ball is still going to be stout. It's just, do they have to go out and try to win games 21-17 Or can they, you know, score some more points? Because really, their Achilles heel, you mentioned Memphis. But UCF, a couple years ago, they went down to Orlando. It's just, you know, they had what they thought was a pretty good game plan. And then all of a sudden, you, you realize speed kills. And those have been sort of their Achilles heel in terms of they haven't quite been able to overcome the really good teams that have excellent speed at the skilled player spot. So that is really that difference between having a good 10-11 win season and making a New Year's Six Bowl.
0: So we probably trust their defense to be really good. You you bring up their receivers. I had sort of forgotten. Yeah, Josiah deguire is gone. I'm not sure what else they have. I know Desmond Ridder's back at quarterback. But I, as when I think about Cincinnati, I think about, well, oh, man, they, they lost – Michael Warren, their workhorse running back. Wait a second. 260 <laughs> carries last year. Yeah. Uh, is is, is their confidence? Do you have confidence in what mm. they have
1: coming back at running back? I think I have confidence that they will be able to fill it in in the aggregate. Uh, Desmond River is going to take some of those carries. He's done it the past couple of years. He'll continue to be. A threat with his legs so you can designate a certain amount per game with him they got a kid jerome ford who's coming in he was part of uh well he signed with alabama a couple of years ago uh obviously wasn't you know much of an impact player there uh but they're hoping that he's able to come in and if he's not really the primary back I, I think he would be one of those guys who comes in as a complimentary piece uh, I think that the guy who would be most likely to take over uh, Warren's carries, or at least a, a bulk of them, is uh, Jared Doakes. Uh, he was, I think, he had maybe about 100 carries or so a year ago. He was sort of just their their second option, uh, but he's got some injury issues. So, yes, Cincinnati is a run first offense. They like to pound the ball, control the clock, do all that. Uh, I think they have some options where they'll be able to fill it in. Warren was just, he was just beefy back, right? I mean, you just, you hand it to him and you let him go on like an ISO and just let him go do his things and grind it out. Uh, I don't know necessarily that they have that type of player, but I think they have enough where the running game is still going to be the bread and butter of what they do. But again, I, I, I think when you don't have the guy who can just... Fall forward for three yards. If you really need that from him, uh, you're going to have to have something over the top to kind of balance that out. And I, that's what I don't know if Cincinnati has.
0: Perry Young, uh, Brian Wright are both gone. We There has been a, a great confidence that we have for Luke Fickle and the Cincinnati staff and the way that they've developed it in his first recruiting class. He's, he's done a lot also on the recruiting trail to really heighten their profile there. The They're going to be gone. Do we, Are we just sort of taking some of those assumptions that I think Luke Fickle's probably earned and ascribing that to who are going to be some of the big names on the defensive side of the ball? Do you have any notion about who are going to be some of those uh, maybe junior Seniors and seniors or younger players make an instant impact that are going to be more household names in the American Athletic Conference conversation by midseason?
1: Yeah, the, the guy who on offense, who I think is has a chance to really step forward is Trey Tucker. Uh, he was a freshman last year, played in all 14 games. He didn't really have a lot of you know big games as far as stats were concerned. I, I would say his impact was probably greater felt in special teams than it was as a wide receiver. But he has the speed that we've just talked about, really that offense lacking in, in the vertical passing game or even someone who can take a, a ball and get a bunch of yards after catch. I think Tucker's one of those guys where it's not even just that he has the opportunity to step up. I think they need him to step up. He's gotta be one of those guys where they really lean on and say, look, you, you really gotta have a big sophomore year. Um, so I, I think for on the offensive side, it's him. On defensive side, you, I think you're still really talking about a lot of veteran guys. I don't know that you're going to see maybe as many fresh faces step in on that side of the ball outside of like linebacker. Because, again, you, you mentioned Brian Wright being gone. I think you're going to maybe see some of those middle outside linebacker guys come in as, as fresher faces. But really, defensive line, uh, defensive secondary, those are a lot of familiar faces. And they got a lot of good ones. I mean, Elijah Potter, all first team, uh, all ACC last year. Uh, really good defensive line. Michael Pitts, Curtis Brooks, all back. Defensive backfield. Uh, Derek Forrest is, is back. Javon Hicks led the team with five interceptions. He may not even start. That's how deep they are in the defensive secondary. Mott Gardner is a shutdown corner. So, uh, Defensive side of the ball, probably more veterans. But again, if the offense, if there's any question about you know whether that side of the ball is going to need a little bit of time to, to get together and, and develop, you know that you can lean on that defense to probably win you some games. Who are you picking when they go to Nebraska? Oh, I'm picking Cincinnati. I know. Yeah. Go, go with the Bearcats. I think they catch Nebraska at a really good time, I guess, as, as I would maybe qualify that. Uh, again, def- defense travels. They have a good one. I think they can can slow that down. I I. Have lost a little bit of confidence in Martinez and, and whether he's the guy. I think you know there was a while there where Martinez probably lost some confidence in himself. And uh, and they, that's a proof that's actually probably more of a proven thing for Nebraska. Like okay, you got to prove that you're on this upper trajectory, and if you're going to do that, you got to be able to beat a, a pretty good team in Cincinnati that in in most years people feel like you should be able to beat, especially at home. So I think that's one of those you got to take care of a game. But I like Cincinnati in this one. I, you know, this is a veteran team. They've been around a few times. I, I think they go in there. I don't think it's pretty, but I think they find like a you know one of those like 17 games. You know what I'm saying?
0: So you're looking at like an you're thinking it's like an eleven one season. Well, it depends on what happens in the bounce house because you got to go to UCF and to Temple to close, and the UCF game is going to be the one that decides the division. So who do you got yeah. there?
1: That'll probably take UCF i will probably and, and actually you know what I would even say te- as much as UCF in Orlando is going to be really tough for Cincinnati I would almost say the follow up game at Temple has that real letdown potential too Sure yeah I think that I think that's one and even though you get Memphis at home and I know that's going to be a revenge game for them that's preceded by at SMU they got a, they got some studs returning there at, at Tulsa is not even a gimme either the road schedule is really, really difficult for Cincinnati. I don't know that I would peg 11 wins again. I, I think this schedule, even though they're a good football team, I think that schedule sets up more
0: for like a 9-3. and three. He is Ben Kerchival. You can follow him on Twitter at Ben Kirchival. Ben, thank you very much. We will link back up again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, this is
1: Brian Campbell, and along with Luke Thomas, we are the hosts of Morning Combat, your one-stop shop for all things combat sports. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we'll hit you up with a brand new episode looking at the biggest headlines in boxing, mixed martial arts, and so much more. That's not to mention bonus content every Tuesday and Thursday, featuring interviews with the biggest names, dissected fight breakdowns, and even a little ridiculousness from time to time. We surely take the fight game seriously, but never ourselves. So why not give us a try for all your combat needs before and after the big fights? It's Morning Combat. Download and subscribe today wherever you consume fine audio.